Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. We'll obviously continue to closely monitor this data, including new cases and hospitalizations as we head into the brunt of what I might call the holiday season. We continue to need everyone, and I mean everyone, to think really hard about the consequences of the actions that they take throughout the rest of this holiday season. And let me just be as clear as I can be about this. In some respects, we're basically begging everyone. Yes, no traveling, don't gather, not this year. Santa's going to be very good to me, I can tell. (laughs) Ah, that's so great. That is so great. Ah. I don't even know what to say anymore at this point. <laughs> Jesus. Is that what uh, you get if you give Santa a waiver for uh, the travel restrictions? Is that Do you get a payoff in terms of gifts? We had a request for a waiver of quarantine. We normally do not do waivers of quarantine. Jeez, what's coming? <laughs> can't imagine. This this uh, bit of turn of comedy, I can't imagine what the what we're being set up for. There's a waiver. Jeez, who would need a waiver? Uh, it's unfortunate that we're in this situation, but people from other states that have a higher infection rate, what we're dealing with with the UK now. He loves torching the other states. <laughs> he loves it. It's on his memorial poster. Is uh, His celebratory poster is how Florida's infection rates went up. Uh, as I said, no state is an island, so you have to protect yourself, and that's what the quarantine rules did. Uh, but we have an unusual request. Uh, but DUH has been considering it for the past few days, and they have actually granted Don't ad-lib. It. This is already bad acting. We get what's happening here. Just get it over with so that the reporters can go the freak home. Request. Santa Claus asked for an exception for the 14-day quarantine requirement. He laughed Because to it would be impracticable for him. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have all that much education, but I don't think that's a wor- right word. I think uh, impracticable is a word. Is it? <laughs> 
Yeah, it means it can't be practiced. I don't like him saying it. I don't care. Some words is dumb, and that one's mm-hmm. dumb. Him to uh, be in this state and then quarantine and still get uh, all his gifts delivered on time. DOH uh, was flexible. They have granted the they have granted the quarantine waiver, but Santa is required to uh, wear a mask this year. I think you will still be able to recognize him. Uh, even though he'll be wearing a mask. Yeah, we get it. You just said that. We get it. We get it. So, healthy holiday, and I'm going to have a great one. Santa's going to be very good to me. I can tell. I worked hard this year. Social distance, wear a mask. Be smart. Be smart. So, healthy holiday, and I'm going to have a great one. Santa's going to be very good to me. Can you imagine? Does Santa hold uh, uh, stock in coffin <laughs> companies? Santa's going to be very good to me. I have been really he, great this year. Wow. Who even I'm says that? Know. Even if you're the best person in the world, who goes around saying... Santa's going to be very good to me? <laughs> to 34,000 loved ones of yours, Santa won't be needing to visit them because they've passed away. Because I thrust them into oh. nursing homes. Impracticable. Any definitions? Impracticable. Impracticable. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Um, yes, it seems like you might be right. Mm-hmm. It's impracticable. Hold on, I found the YouTube movie on it. <laughs> impracticable. 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 What did you get on your SATs, Thomas? I uh, first got like a nine ten or something. In total, with both tests combined. <laughs> <laughs> well, back then it was only out of. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It is out of eight hundred each. So. Right. No. No. So yeah. So uh, after writing my name, <laughs> which I think is two hundred per test. Yes. Okay. So I wrote that, actually, <laughs> four and a half times. No, so after writing my name, I, <laughs> I, um, well, here's the good thing about taking my SATs. Yeah. The good thing, and I, so I took them twice. Uh-huh. The good thing is, I wasn't nervous at all, and I wasn't sweating it at all, <laughs> and I wasn't like, oh my God, it's got to wake up Saturday for the SATs. I was not nervous at all. I was done rather quickly. Why am I? It didn't take me a whole lot of time. Um, And I did poorly. So you didn't do the whole thing where you had like a bunch of flashcards with like common words that come up on the SATs so that you know them? Okay. Because that's like. My brother went to like the SAT training classes classes, in Lexington, I think, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I took the SATs um, and I got like eight, some. No, no, no. Nine, ten, I think is what I got. And then the next year, or, or whenever, months from that, or the next mm-hmm. year, whenever it was, I took them again, mm-hmm. and I got eight something. <laughs> so <laughs> I actually, I actually got worse. Okay. So I did, I did okay on the English part, mm-hmm. but after addition, <laughs> the math part, I was not having it either. I was like, I'm not. This is so awful to do this stuff. I had a different career path in mind, anyway. Else, that's why I wasn't. Um, what was that career? That one present. Uh, I was going to be a super famous rock star by not really trying that hard, but <laughs> see people would develop. So, so I took the SATs, 
and um, and it was impracticable both times, as a matter of fact, which mm-hmm. is something me and the governor of New York say. But it doesn't matter because I was so my grades were so terrible; it was incredible. I switched from private school to public school, mm-hmm. so I was a freshman and sophomore at a private school where I did horribly. Austin Prep. Okay. I was horrible, probably in the bottom <laughs> ten of my class. I was not a school guy. I didn't understand. I hear you. I would. Ra- I was rather like more interested in like hanging with some of the teachers who were interesting. Mm-hmm. But I thought all of my classmates were morons, and they were. And uh, and so I had no time for it. So, God, the stuff I would do to not have to go to school. I a couple of times walked from Winchester to Austin Prep, which is in North Reading. Through the elements in woods, in forest, etc., and like pop through the pop like suddenly onto the football field from the woods, mm-hmm. and that's like a whole bunch of miles. So it would take hours and hours. And my feelings, I just went in there and told them, "Yeah, hey, I missed the bus, so I had to walk." And they're like, "Jesus, you're like soaking wet, and you have <laughs> swamp on you." And they're like, "And so one, I had an excuse, even though they knew it was pathetic, but two um, well, they, in a way, it almost shows your dedication right, to getting exactly. there. Exactly. I had to get to school. Exactly. Oh, I was so not into it. And, and all the hours it burned just walking was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, but so when I went to from Austin Prep, when you think it couldn't get any worse, because I, I was flunked almost everything, you know, I, pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. Even though at Austin Prep, you're paying cold hard cash, or at least you were paying cold hard cash back then. So they, they didn't want to really fail you. They wanted you to stay on and keep paying. By the way, you know, in Austin Prep, is a, a lot of people had a lot of great... My boss, my old boss, went to Austin Prep. A lot of great people went to Austin Prep. And I, I think and you I, actually liked your experience there from the way you talk about it. You actually yeah, liked other the school than the, a lot. The, other than the schoolwork, yeah. <laughs> the, you know, it was, a, it was an interesting it was an interesting time. It was all boys back then, too. So it was like, it was like everybody at their worst possible, like, 1987 behavior. Mm-hmm. It, these were not... The, these were kids with money these we they weren't bringing their best including me mm-hmm. you know i went there essentially because my neighbor went there and i liked how they had green jackets and they didn't make you do gym so i said i told my parents that i needed to go there uh-huh. and do whatever i could to go there it's really disgraceful i should have just been imprisoned <laughs> so um so uh it's because i went to austin prep mm-hmm. um and then i went to, and, and essentially i didn't fail out but my my like my dad is like, you're gonna really make me write another check for you to get F's at this place <laughs> here because your mother is fair, fair. And so I said, no, no, I can go to public school. And um, and because there were girls at public school, plus I had, I had like I had had a growth spurt and like was becoming borderline almost handsome, believe it or not. And so I get into to uh, to um, Winchester High School. And the administration there assumes that I'm a high learner. Because you went to Austin. Park. Right. So I'm. they throw me in all the best classes. I get extra, like, they give me the extra, I can go home for lunches, privilege thing. Mm-hmm. I get all sorts of cool library time <laughs> and study hall. I have all the- How equi- long did that last? Uh, one semester. <laughs> and, before, and I was, um, I'm hanging there with, like, the King Dingling intellectuals. Yeah, I'm in the same <laughs> classes. Hey, what's going on? Hey, you know. And yes, I would say the plummet was pronounced and uh, and horrific to behold. <sighs> I very quickly was no longer in those classes. No longer mm-hmm. was I allowed to go home for anything and do any of those things. And it was a, um, it was uh, I yes, I water found its own level. 
So I've quickly sunk, 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 and right to the the kids who were um, to the stupid kids classes. Yeah. Where I showed promise, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, or some of the kids who were who were um, who had um, trouble with the police, probably drugs as well. Mm-hmm. So, and I liked those guys uh, just fine, and I barely, I essentially graduated out of that school in a stretcher. I had to go to <laughs> I had to go to to summer school. Uh-huh. Like I had like graduation but then summer school after which is a horrible thing to have to do. She's like I'm just getting back. <laughs> so did they hand you the fake diploma at graduation no, like a blank? A, I think I got a real one. I think I got a real one. But it was not it was not I was in the school kind of guy. I, why are we talking about this? I asked what you got on your SATs cuz that word reminds right. me of like all the practice SAT words that you have to do. Right, if yeah. you want to do well. No, I didn't like that school. What I, I liked we had a media class that I thought was fun. That's where I did the dog washing video. Mhm. Um, and, oh, I love Jim. And that's another thing, too. So this was a smart thing by me. This is shrewdness, Alice. Okay. In the face of whatever. I um, I told them, I said, they said, so you have to have this many gym credits for, in order to graduate. Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, unfortunately, I went to Austin Prep, so I have no gym credits. So I we're going to have to load me up with gym classes. And they're like... Uh, I guess so. I mean, they were willing to let it go, I think, but I'm like, oh, I guess I have to take all. Like, sometimes so you had, had to take like seven gym classes. A so yeah, quarter. sometimes there were certain days where I had two gym classes, and so there was nowhere to put me. Mm-hmm. So I'm a junior and then a senior. So I'm in there with freshmen, with in some of these classes, you know. And I was like, I, I, it was so fun, I, like playing football and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And I, it was just a great. My high school had really good gym classes too. We had. Our gym classes were like electives, like there were all different ones. Oh yeah. So you could do like yoga and volleyball and like they. So you just had to do like the one thing, the whole. Oh, that's semester. great. Yeah, right, right. that's a so great way. The one that everybody wanted to get into was, I think it was called yoga for relaxation or something. And basically, you would like stretch out and then lie on your yoga mat, and they would do like now relax your shoulders mm-hmm. and relax your legs, and then like people would fall asleep in it routinely. That was gym class, so that was. Oh, that is a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ours would would also there was a sex ed part in it there, mm-hmm. um, and there was um, that was separate for us. We had that separate, right? And then there was running the mile, which I did not do great on. Oh, we never had that after, like, sixth grade. We didn't have to do that. You know, it was horrific. And I don't think you, you had this. But when I was going to school in in junior high, mm-hmm. and maybe even high school, did you ever have to take the scoliosis test? Uh, just in junior high, not in high school. And did the yeah. girls have to go in with the boys in, in No, it was private. Like, they would take you one at a time. With us? It was the girls and boys were all put mm-hmm. together in the gym. <laughs> I had scoliosis one time. <laughs> I know. All the boys and girls were put together in the gym, Alice, and all the boys had to be shirtless. <laughs> shirtless. Pudgy <sighs> Tom Shattuck, shirtless. Sorry. Horrific. There's stuff that you can't suck in. <laughs> and this is like the peak time of kids being Just evil. You have to do a bunch of push ups right before you go out there. Get off. By the way, oh. speaking of push ups, Alice, I, of course, stopped forgot to record again i'm recording so i will record recording. right now just in case i'm recording um but oh and one i we took me and my friend monique who you know we mm-hmm. took rollerblading our first semester of high school that was our gym class mm, that's very lexington <laughs> um, that was our gym class yeah but i'm disappointed because you haven't asked me yet what i got on my sat oh god <laughs> 
So what did you get in your SATs? Well, when I took them the first time in sixth grade. (laughs) Really? Oh, you must have been a ball to hang out with. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Doogie Shattuck. (laughs) Go ahead, nerd. Go ahead. When I took them the first time in sixth grade, I got um, 1280. Okay. And then in seventh grade, I got a 1390. Why are you taking them every year? <laughs> that was for like a special program where you could qualify to go to like special summer camp for smart kids. It was called Center for Talented Youth. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So in seventh grade, I got a 1390. And then in high school, when I took them at the normal time, I got a 1570. Mm. I considered going back and trying again, too, because I was... 1570, you know? so close. So I, I got was... an 800 on the math and a, and a 770 on the Would verbal. we say we were a popular <laughs> high school person now? I was popular in my circles. So it's so funny because so <laughs> I actually went to church in, in my town mm-hmm. with the... By the time I graduated, I think it was... I was... I'm pretty sure that I graduated last in my class. And I graduated... There was a girl named Christy Van Aiken. Christy Van Aiken. Mm-hmm who was the smartest girl in our class, and she actually happened to go to our church. The First Congo. Right, First Congregational Church in Winchester. So, And the first time I ever talked to her, because obviously we were worlds, <laughs> we were in separate universes. There was stratification at the high school. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. I wasn't allowed to even like look at her. They didn't want my <laughs> people from my class being anywhere near you know, people mm-hmm. who were going to be influenced the course of civilization. And so... For the first time ever, at church, we struck up a conversation. She hmm. said my haircut looked good. It was nice. Was it a mullet? My, I got rid of my mullet. That's what it was. I oh, got demulleted. Oh, looked good. Okay. Right. And, um, and it was really interesting speaking to her because um, it might have been, well, have been somebody from you know Earth and somebody from Pluto having a conversation. <laughs> and uh, yeah, she was, uh, she was very nice. You know, had mm-hmm. I just made some... If I had just made better life choices, Alice. But then again, I found a new, uh, the new younger version of Christy Van Aken. I know. Within 1570. So I want to talk about our line of clothing, the merch that we're starting to do. Alice and I, we have a, a few different ideas on shirts and mugs, etc. It's going to say Burn Braille Podcast. And you let us know some ideas, too, if there's something you want in particular. One, um... Uh, there's a saying I say that I don't know if I've said on this that is books is dumb. And now by hearing me in the last 10 minutes, you probably can believe that that's something <laughs> I say. But I have a reason true. for he it. He does say that. Yes. But Alice has been saying a saying, and this I think would be great on the shirt, saying, I don't know how to be. Um, I don't even remember me saying that. She said it a couple of times not. because <laughs> on camera, you're making, you make a pleasant face. Um, that's not the normal face I get when we're not on camera. <laughs> and you said, you do it because you don't know how to be. I like that 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 quote. I want it to. I don't know how to be to be on uh, on shirts and cups and whatever else we do for our merchandise store, which will be open okay. soon. Um, what's the other one we decided? And I also want one. We want remember what happened in Canada? Right. Remember what happened in Canada? There's some debate whether it's in Canada or at Canada. Um, uh, we could also do some. Um, uh, love my copy. Which <laughs> love is a my real copy. inside joke, but I like that. It can be anything, right? These don't cost anything different, right? It's all going to be overpriced crap, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other one I want, especially for women listening, and I actually, you know what? No, I want these for 
guys too. I want uh, in fat sizes too. Mm-hmm. I want a 1570. You want the shirt to say I want a I want the shirt seat? to say 1570. <laughs> Subtle reminder to people that somebody very cool. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this merchandise and we're going to have new stuff happening as well. By the way, also big stuff happening on the Jerry Callahan podcast. There mm-hmm. will be a an announcement tomorrow. I think something's up over there. I won't be on the show, I don't think, tomorrow. But, Is uh, it tomorrow or Wednesday that they're having an announcement? Tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but that is where that is. Why did we start to... Okay. Why do we get on to SATs? Because you didn't believe in the word impracticable. That oh, Andrew right. Cuomo impracticable. Used because it's impracticable for Santa to quarantine when he comes to deliver the gifts. So he was granted exactly. a waiver, but he has to wear a mask. Right. Okay. And there's been so much... Um, <laughs> So much COVID talk by the governors today. It's I don't even know where to start. I don't want to linger on it too much. I mean, we're all first of all, we're all in trouble up here with our governor, Governor Charlie Baker in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. We're generally in trouble. We'll obviously continue to closely monitor this data. Hold on, on, on. let's get to this one first. We continue to need everyone, and I mean everyone, to think really hard about the consequences of the actions that they take throughout the rest of this holiday season. It's the same vocal melody every time. And let me just be as clear as I can be about this. In some respects, we're basically begging everyone to stay within their immediate household over the course of this holiday season. We're not asking people to do this forever. We're asking them to do it for the next 10 or 12 days. Oh, is that that's going to be it? Yeah, no. Oh, we don't have to do it forever? That's good. Wow, thank you for not making us do no, it forever, but- Governor <laughs> Baker. 10 or 12 days, is that a guarantee? Yeah, after so 10 they- or 12 days, can we go back to normal? We're because- on, we're entering 10 months at this point. <laughs> Just the 10 or 12 days. Once we get out then, then it's for- then you can do and be in whatever you want. This isn't forever. And that is a good point, too. Oh, thank you so much. Not forever? (laughs) Next 10 or 12 days. That's it. Just shut down for 10 or 12 days. Don't worry. There's 600 bucks in the mail. (laughs) We can have the kind of celebrations we want to have around Christmas and New Year's next year. I understand that there's a certain number of people in the population who want to hear this in wannabe talk to Oh, the the legislator just wrote him a letter complaining that he hasn't shut down enough. There's a lot of people that think, (laughs) because they've been told that these measures control the virus, which they do to an extent, but not that much. And so when the virus goes up, which it does when the weather gets extreme, then they're like, no, we need more measures. It's, they're, they're begging for more. The idea that this tone, this tone of a parent... No, we're asking you to take it seriously. Shut up. We don't know. I mean, it's it's as if the, the cause and effect is that clear. You're being bad and you're causing coronavirus. We don't know. This thing is damn unpredictable. There are certainly trends and patterns and models that show that some behavior is doing some stuff, etc. And that stuff may be something you can glean some hard and fast facts from if you remove the politics out of some of the things. Mm-hmm. Because the politics are intertwined in this thing. Every you know, to disseminate the the vaccine based on social justice impact, 
That's freaking crazy. When you do that with a straight face, as an elected official, you, you're telling us that you're not taking this. Priority one is not the disease. Priority mm -hmm. one is, is uh, you know, social justice in 2020 and the great freaking uh, enlightenment that we're all wanting to be part of for some reason. But we simply can't afford to have another spike, one of the largest in the United States, take place after the Christmas holiday while we're still dealing with the spike that came from Thanksgiving. I, I think he should have just moved Christmas. Just move it. Tell him what's going to happen. You know what? He, that's what they should start doing. Like we take the iPads from our kids, mm -hmm. punishing them. Start taking days from us. Yeah. Then I'll just get something in the mail saying my birthday's been taken from me. <laughs> we'll give it back when you can behave. This is just a, it's a small uh, piece of what Baker said that caught my ear, our ears this morning. We'll obviously continue to closely monitor this data, including new cases and hospitalizations as we head into the brunt of what I might call the holiday season. Huh, well, the holiday season. <laughs> what I might call the holiday season. <laughs> you know, we were unsure for a long time what to call this collection <laughs> of important religious milestone uh, dates, and so um, I think I might call it the holiday season oh, god we'll obviously continue to closely monitor this data including new cases and hospitalizations as we head into the brunt of what i might call the holiday season so when i go ahead else to be honest though i think i respect this uh, this like dour lecturing thing more than i respect the people making silly things about santa this is how many people died today. And now, just to let you know, Santa has been granted a waiver. He, he, like, how seriously do you want me to take it, Governor Cuomo, right? Like, at least Baker, he's joyless and miserable. Right. But at least, like, I think that he's sticking with the tone for what he's saying. I'll, you know? I'll agree that that's better. Cuomo has been, for months now, taking a victory lap. Right. These are just stops on his victory lap. That's why he can be jovial during them and mm -hmm. some other things because, you know, he, he slew the virus. Slew is the word, right? Mm -hmm. He slew the virus, Alice. And um, so, you know, all, all of it, he's just gracing us now with his heroic presence. <sighs> Makes me unhappy. I can't get through the, the Phil Murphy cut, Alice. Okay. This is the New Jersey. Alice got this cut, the New Jersey governor. You can just play Mika. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe New Jersey saw a surge in infections after the Thanksgiving holiday because of, in part, people gathering for, fam for, for family celebrations and people traveling in and out of state. How big is your concern about the Christmas holiday coming up? What are you telling residents? Oh, I can't. Okay. Mika says, it, it, we played it in the open, what Mika says. She, she says don't travel. Right. She tells everybody. And Phil Murphy complains that it's. It's difficult in America to keep people from crossing state lines. Right. It's, it's too bad, right? That here we're allowed to travel freely. If we could just incarcerate everybody, <laughs> you know, and um, limit their ability to be impracticable or practicable. Which one is it? I don't uh, like that I, word, be, Alice. It would be impracticable to stop people from traveling across state lines. I don't like that States, word. I would say. Let the record show. Mm -hmm. But, and uh, you know the thing I don't like? Mm -hmm. I don't like bookstores. Oh, I like bookstores. I don't like bookstores because obviously they're filled with books, which I find to be useless, especially in this uh, year. Mm -hmm. I don't get when people want to read books and uh, escape 
Like my best best beach reading. I want to escape into this new whatever it is. What are you escaping from? Why go escape somewhere? I like reading. I understand that it's like watching a movie. Um, right. It is Only like watching better. a movie. I, I I'm not a huge into either of them, but I don't like books. Um, I don't like receiving books. You know, um, as presents. I understand. I there are some books that I do like. I, I should I shouldn't say that. I love almost everything Ian Coulter ever wrote. I find them funny. They're based on real life, so I like that. Um, and um, I guess some political books I like. I rarely get through any. I mean, we, we start a bunch of mm-hmm. – uh, we started a bunch, a handful of uh, historic books. And uh, and those are, those are cool. We we did the David McCullough Revere, whatever. Adams. Yes. Oh, and the uh, that's the David Hackett Fisher Revere, the Paul Revere book. Right, which is a good one, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> bookstores, like I used to work next to Borders Bookstore, mm-hmm. which was assassinated by Amazon. And, and, um, during my breaks, I would go down and, you know, walk through the bookstore and whatever. Mm-hmm. And they were just bookstore kind of people. I, it, I, it, a lot of self-importance. I, they just bought, it gets under my skin. It bothers me. It's probably why I didn't matriculate to a lot of areas of higher learning with my contemporaries because I don't like uh, how people in books uh, mix. And uh, I, there's a lot of affectation happening. The person who has sips of coffee in a book cafe and bookstore. I get a <sighs> pro- are you, why is that sigh? Because books are great. Okay. So, so anyway, there's this new viral video. Did you see the guy in the bookstore? Mm-mm. This guy seems to me, he makes this bookstore interesting for a moment. This is a jerk who goes into a Barnes and Noble and does not wear a mask, and he's confronted by the manager. Now, by the time we join this guy, <laughs> and this guy is this guy is in the elite of jerks. He's really good at being a jerk and unpleasant. So, by the time we start hearing this, he has already threatened to punch the manager <laughs> to lay her out. It's a big guy yelling at a woman. This guy, a lot of people on online think that this guy's uh, a Trump fan. I don't know if he's a Trump fan. There's no, there's no MAGA stuff that he's wearing. I don't think he's a Liz Warren kind of person. But I'll let you hear my my guy, the bookstore guy in New York. Establishment. I have a right to be here. You don't. Yes, I do. There's all over the place. That is not a law. That is not a law. Step away. Out. Back the f- Back the bleep out. And then he gets in her face. From me. Why are you so close? <gasps> That's what he gets in her face now without his mask yelling at her, which is just excellent behavior. Why are you so close? Leave the store now. Why? What are you going to do? Why? Why? This is all for you people. Out. Now, what? Well, you what, do what, no longer belong here. What? You do not belong in this What do you mean? What? Step away from me. Step away from me. It's a regulation. This is a public establishment. I am a customer. Is it a public establishment? Is Barnes & Noble a public establishment? No. I mean, yeah. Privately owned? Really? Well, then it's a private establishment, and I'm not wearing a a mask. I know, Alice, this is your mecca here, where this is a sacred, hallowed (laughs) ground where this guy's causing him trouble. I don't think he meant that from the heart. He tells her to 
Sucka bleepin' bleep, which is all nice Yuletide um, mm-hmm. uh, salutation. Yeah, I don't think uh, that people on either side of the mask madness should be doing this. I don't think, if you're a mask person, I don't think you should be following people around in the store and yelling at them mm-hmm. who aren't wearing masks. And if you're a non-mask person, I think that if you're asked to leave a private business by a private person mm-hmm. that you should leave if you're not wanted somewhere because you're not wearing a mask and they technically they don't have to accommodate you they have to accommodate you for not wearing a mask by like offering you to bring you out to your car the books that you order on the phone or something if you have a disability where you can't wear a mask but it's um you know they don't have to let you in to breathe on them that's just a uh, Them's the brakes. Like, sorry. I don't know. Well, how about this? How about also, they're working in retail during Christmas. Oh, sorry. We'll obviously continue to closely monitor this data, including new cases and hospitalizations as we head into the brunt of what I might call the holiday season. They're working in retail in what Charlie Baker might call (laughs) the holiday season. It already sucks. You're already slammed. There's already idiots everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. You've probably had to lay half the people off already this year, being a manager there. And you have this big a-hole in your face, you know, being a, trying to be threatening in your personal space. Right. Jesus. Barnes & Noble. Yeah. The Let stores- these managers um, bring tasers and pepper spray. <laughs> I would love to see that guy writhing on the ground. Yeah, I mean... No one wants to deal with this. And that's why I say, like, they don't want to deal with you yelling at the person who's not wearing a mask either. They don't want to litigate. That's why they ended up going to the states and saying they wanted the mandates, because they don't want to deal with having to enforce this stuff and be yelled at. They're getting yelled at from people on both sides. And the retail workers didn't ask for any of this. No. You know, they don't want any part of it. They don't want to be have to decide whether it's safe or not to make you wear a mask or not. They, they It's... It's another thing they have to deal with at what's already a stressful time. For you to, for any human being to unprovoked go after somebody in retail or a hospitality when they, as part of their job, have to stand there and take it and can't retaliate and they have to take it. When you have somebody who's essentially, you know, uh, totally vulnerable, who's essentially, you know, hogtied there and you choose to abuse them then you're a bad person who should get hit by a bus. <laughs> really? I mean, you're, that's a terrible thing. Terrible thing to be a jerk in a retail situation, to be yelling at somebody who's got to work like that. That's terrible. And I'm fine. She's probably a manager, and she was good and tough you know, with him. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, there are a few things that you can, that can tell you right away. That being said, I probably, if I were the manager, and I don't know what her bosses have told her mm -hmm. she has to do, but I wouldn't be going after people to get them to wear masks. And most places that I know of um, have the policy that they'll offer you a mask, but they're not trying to get into any confrontation. It's possible, depending on where that is, is that they could get fined if there are people in there without masks. I mean, yeah, no, that's definitely true. So like I say, I don't know what her situation is, but... In most specific cases, I don't think businesses want the trouble of trying to force people to wear masks either. They don't want the trouble, but uh, now, you know, unfortunately, some do. I mean, you and Mm -hmm. I ate at a restaurant in Groveland, um, uh, 97, Pop 97, right? Mm -hmm. And remember, we had to wear a mask from the 
even though we were outside from the stanchions outside or whatever till the table it's ceremoniously ceremonially right and you know you had to and you didn't want them to get in trouble so you made sure you did it you know yeah and they were cool about it regardless but um i don't know i just think that that this is not i mean do we really want to be worse to each other this year i mean haven't we already set most of the records now for the last hundred years of being total freaking jerks <laughs> yeah in this year so, and that goes like beyond beyond politics too. It just doesn't to wantonly be mean is is it's just terrible. Just be nice. Just be nice for God's sakes. Like me, you know. Mm-hmm. You're just sweet all the time. I am sweet all the time. I'm one of the people, Alice, you know. Well you were up there getting your sixteen, seventeen, fifteen seventy. Fifteen seventy, which the t shirt will say. Um, you know, I was in the working world, just a, a hospitality employee, taking earfuls of crap. Man, if I could talk about the crap that people gave me. Oh, almost broke me. They almost broke me, Alice. <laughs> and then you got into talk radio where people are just sweet and lovely all the time. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, at least you can be yelling can go both ways in, in talk radio and, and all that stuff. But, uh, by the way, are you coming around on AOC? Alice Shattuck today, from the Burn Barrel Twitter, (laughs) tweets something positive about AOC, who today got her vaccine and uh, in real time took us on the journey. Hello, everyone. So um, the COVID vaccine became available to members of Congress last night, and we are urged to take it uh, as part of a continuity of governance plan. So I'm heading on my way there. Um, and I want to show you guys what it's like. I'm going to answer any of your questions. So what questions do you have? Oh, why are your shoes so loud? <laughs> yeah, she is now. She's lying on the gurney. Mm-hmm. If AOC had a shred of humor in her, she would scream like a banshee. <laughs> with that needle hit her. Okay. okay, that's it. Yes, ma'am. Some vaccines and conditions just require you to take two shots in order to build up the necessary immunity. Um, HPV, for example, is a two-shot vaccine. And as it comes to fainting, some people faint when they see needles, etc. Um, it's not that uncomfortable. This is an important question to ask. Um, when you check in, they give you kind of all of the ingredients in the vaccine, and they check to see if you've had any allergic reactions to that or other vaccines in the past. Do you think she gets shots? of self-esteem on a regular basis because she is happy to say really simple stuff with glee and confidence to no I know, end this just huge authoritative air she is so confident she is so confident and i enjoy that about it. it's the same as trump trump mm-hmm. says stuff with the same air of authority like remember when he found out that like seventy thousand people die of the flu who knew? Did you know <laughs> 70,000 people die of the flu in America? New fact. Like, he just has that same, like, he gets the information and he spits it back out to you, like, all confident and thrilled with himself for knowing this new thing. <laughs> like, Which would <laughs> can shock a lot of people, actually. <laughs> but, um, but AOC does love herself and she's, you know, very confident in her stuff. I, I enjoy her. I mean, I disagree with her about a lot of things, but um, 
she tweeted today to say that Congress hasn't read the bill. And, you know, as people on Twitter are breaking this down, there's a ton of stuff in there about horse racing and aid for the Sudan and all kinds. They're giving $700 million to the Sudan. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. It's all disgusting. Kinds of, uh, the I'm, whole I'm re- bill is <clears throat> ridiculous. Right. And it's it's Congress, too- she's saying... <clears throat> I know this is supposedly controversial, but Congress should have time to read these bills if we're going to pass them. Right. I mean, she's right on on that. I agree. She is wrong a lot. And she says some insane things. But, like, that's why when I went on the burn barrel account, I tweeted it that way. Like, who had agreeing with her? I mean, I, right. I'm i surprised whenever I agree with her. But sometimes she gets it right. Absolutely. And that's a very, very attractive uh, populist stand. And it should be. Because they can call it an omnibus bill, which means that gives them all the excuses in the world. You know, it's an mm-hmm. omnibus bill, which means it's a little spending for a little everything. No, we want frigging COVID relief right the frig now, and everything else can wait. Everything else can wait. Right now, I want a standalone clean GD bill that can be passed because it's the right frigging thing to do. I understand right. that's very naive and doe-eyed of me, but F it. I want that to be the standard. Well, right. We can do something that's not a freaking slimy, greasy you know, give away political, uh, you know, bribe sandwich. You know, this right. is, we are serious here. We're losing jobs and all of our money because you're mandating that it be that way. We need from you, you to act like you give a flying frig. <laughs> serious. And that's why I'm for, I'm for everybody in Congress getting fired. Vote every effort out of there immediately. Right. Josh Hawley and Senator Sanders um, Bell that, was for $1,200 checks to Americans cost $300 billion. They passed a $900 billion bill that has $600 for each American. What a bunch of BS. I mean, really, because they packed so much else in there. And yeah, there's actually two bills. So the bill she actually tweeted about, but it was also kind of in reference to the COVID Mm -hmm. bill, they also passed their omnibus spending bill to actually fund the government, which they have to do. Um, But, I mean, come on, guys. This is ridiculous. The they should be able to read the bills. And frankly, like I'm of the opinion, I don't want any two things that Congress votes on to be bundled together. I want them right. to have to vote on every single mm-hmm. stupid thing. I want every department to have to come to Congress every time they want to buy a new package of copy paper and make Congress vote on it. Because and this is tax- I get annoyed. But it should be it should be the stimulus, the checks for the American people should be a standalone bill like Holly and mm-hmm. Sanders put forward. And that was a bipartisan bill. And that would cost a lot less than what eventually got passed with all this stupid pork in it. I realize this is how Washington operates, but it is annoying. And right. anyone who is against, like if AOC is against that, then I agree with her on that. Even if right. we agree on absolutely nothing else. Right. And it's not right that American citizens who have been harmed, a lot of people have been harmed irreparably by their own government, you know, in order to collect some of their own tax money back have to move to Uganda to get it. It's <laughs> I mean, freaking crazy. It's such an insult. It's yeah. an insult to every American. You should be pissed off about this. Right. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. We're going to spend $900 trillion to give you about a $100, uh, sorry, $900 billion to give you about $100 billion back in stimulus payments. BS. It's so ridiculous. I get, I mean. And this is not a, this is not a, dependency class giveaway this is recouping what they've taken from us and continue to and can't freaking stop themselves from taking from us again and again and again mr you know 12 to 15 days destroying these businesses jesus and then yelling at us well f you 
Jesus, I'm so sick of this. I am yeah. I'm sick we so this is what happened. If you want to say that Donald Trump was not the right person to be up to snuff for a a black swan event to handle it as mm -hmm. a chief executive, um, as the CEO of the company, or you know, as the, the elected leader of the executive branch, um, in that his uh, communication style was was the wrong style for this. Absolutely, I'm right there with you. That's fine. But these freaking crooks, and lawyers, and opportunists in Congress, they also these are. <clears throat> Uh, you know, highway robbers. These are um, slick DC operators. They are also not equipped to be uh, installed in their positions that they are in a time of a coronavirus. These are mm -hmm. robbers. These are these are people who are their priorities are not the priorities that that, that are needed for Main Street right now. These are these are dirtbag. I am. I I I hate. When these when they pull this crap, especially now, especially they're now. the worst. This is as bad as Obamacare to me, frankly. As the, oh yeah, the yes, but this like is how both happened. parties. Oh yeah, no, they're working together on this one, and you know, like we talked about yesterday, Nancy Pelosi kind of agreed to this to a bill that was bigger than this in October. You know that she wouldn't agree to the one point six trillion dollar bill just so that they could end up at nine hundred billion dollars. You know, what? how does that help anyone? You could have agreed to a bigger bill a few months ago. That's that's not a negotiation. That's just, it. it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. She just did this on purpose to hold up aid to hurt Trump in the election, right. probably, because they didn't want him getting to send out a check with his name on it to people, right. basically. Uh, it's, and it's terrible. And politics is behind this stuff. And politics, everything's transactional. In D.C., everything is transactional. Everything is a racket. You know, there's nothing that isn't. You go there and you make the make the best opportunity out of everything that happens. And when something like the coronavirus happens, all of the worst actors come out. The social justice bullies take advantage, and now it's sewn into every freaking cabinet position and everything we do. Mm -hmm. The social justice language, because these people, these they see an opportunity. And these politicians saw the opportunity. The moment the coronavirus hit and we had to shut down the country, Nancy Pelosi was freaking thrilled. A lot of mm -hmm. these from both parties thought, oh, my God, this is a perfect opportunity. Because my mind my mind is to expand power and influence. Right. And this gives me carte blanche to do so. It's carte blanche. Mm -hmm. I'm now insecure blanche, since but... since me and Cuomo had the tussle about <laughs> impracticable. impracticable. I, I still don't <laughs> accept as a as a word. I but, mean, to be fair, impractical would work just as well. Yes, it would. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, um, 1570. <laughs> so, um, by the way, where are you on the argument that AOC and Rubio shouldn't be getting vaccines? Um, well, it's a continuity in government thing, right? So <laughs> that's why Congress is getting... Are you using getting... AOC's own words? Well, that's what the measure is called. That's why all these people in government are getting it, because it's a national security thing. Like, they don't right. want well, all of Congress to go down with COVID at once and, like, not have anybody to declare war or whatever. Oh. Huh. <laughs> the, the you want all of Congress to get COVID <laughs> and die. Well, it seems to me that AOC is probably not going to be ta <laughs> taken off the table by COVID. She's young and healthy, and Rubio is relatively young and healthy. 
I don't know. There's part of me, especially since they signed this bill. I don't think the things they shouldn't get in. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I don't really have super strong feelings either way. It's not that many people in the scheme of things. When we're vaccinating, continuity. When we're vaccinating hundreds of thousands of people now, to vaccinate a couple hundred who are at the top of the government doesn't really, it doesn't have a huge impact on healthcare workers getting the vaccine or not, and it doesn't really bug me that they get it first. I mean, that's it's. It's considered a national security thing. That's why they're doing it. <laughs> I know. I know. You're skeptical. But yeah. um, what about the argument that our friends on the left are making that they want AOC to get it because she's important and they love her and Biden to get it because he's important and they love him, but not Marco Rubio because he went to Trump rallies? I like it. At least it's honest. <laughs> it's uh, Anna Navarro. Through that rally and every other anti-science thing that Rubio has done, and our own Anna Navarro says she thinks that means he shouldn't go to the front of the vaccine line. The tweet. Remember, the racism in the country, the wanton killing of black people by the police, which was a daily occurrence, we're told by um, Go High Michelle Obama, that was considered a public health crisis and declared so by all these public health officials and these politicians. Mm -hmm. They were following the science while they told us that with a straight face. Is this young, healthy senator who spoke at rallies packed with thousands without masks, who supports Trump, who's downplayed COVID and mocked those who wear masks is first to go get a vaccine while most medical workers, elderly and infirm Americans wait? Congratulations on your privilege. And <laughs> Navarro is with me now. So who is that? Uh, is I that Sharpair or is that? Um... Uh, I missed who it was. And I forgot. It's one of the CNN. It's a CNN person. Yeah. It, you know, the, the answer to this question of, of who should get the vaccine first is pretty obvious. And that answer does not include Marco Rubio. Jesus. Is it? Already? I don't think it should include uh, the senators, period. Particularly, listen, there's something that really gets stuck, I think, in my craw and other people's craw at the idea that people. Once again, just looking at the state of California, the state of um, New York, Mm -hmm. it seems to me that those people who made those decisions, the people, the public health people there, um, presided over most of the death. So the deaths don't matter. It's the symbolism. Right. Once again, it's a symbolism of seeming mm-hmm. like you're anti-mask or not all in for this stuff. By the way, I believe Marco Rubio is Latinx, which means isn't he at higher risk for the virus then and um, hurt by systemic racism? So shouldn't he get the virus then first before other people? He's Cuban, which means he's white. Oh, sorry. I that, forgot all that. All Cubans became white <laughs> after the election. People who have been enabling. I'm not, I can't listen to it anymore. Let's talk about something else. What are you most excited about for our... I want to be positive today, Alice. You know, what are you most excited about for our... <sighs> Hold on a second. I want to get something positive from, from Charlie Baker. This is Charlie Baker happy not speaking to people like they're four years old and feeling um, optimistic about life. I want to thank everyone who marched and exercised their right to free, free speech safely last night. Tens of thousands of our neighbors, friends, and colleagues tried, when possible, to balance the new normal we live in with their right to free speech. I want to thank everyone who made their voices heard. See, he can be happy. <laughs> he can be happy. Isn't that nice? He didn't have to beg them. Or anything, basically yeah. beg them. That was happy, Charlie Baker. What are you most excited about as far as our merchandise goes off? You look very pretty today, by the way. 
You look pretty oh, all the time, you, but today you look especially pretty. Thank you, honey. Um, as far as merchandise goes, I'm hoping to get some good water bottles because really? I really like water bottles. <laughs> all right. <laughs> they can say burn barrel on them. I'm okay with that. Well, uh, I'm excited about, I would love people to wear your, your 1570 okay. uh, shirts. No further explanation. Um, and your, um, I don't know how to be sure. <laughs> I like that. It's, I think remember what happened in Canada. It's very good. inside though. It's very inside. Or is it, it, remember what happened at Canada? We have to ask people this. I think it's. And let Canada. us know what you want, uh, mm-hmm. for merchandise. It's all going to be obviously for sale. Do we make money? Do, will this get us rich? No, it's not going to get us rich. Should we feel guilty about Selling shoddy stuff to we're gonna people. sell very high quality stuff. I think. How do we know? Um, I don't know. Uh, but I was also thinking we I should have know. a shirt. That- don't worry about it. We'll be thorough. <laughs> I'm gonna vet, vet our suppliers very carefully. Yes, um, or mostly not so much at all. <laughs> um, but uh, I was thinking that um, we should also have if it swims, it's a fish, which is another important oh, saying yeah, yeah. of Tom's. Well, that is true. My kids ask about that all the time. Dolphins, whales. Those are all fish. Shrimps. Uh, does a shrimp swim? Um, I don't think so. I think around. they walk around. Oh, okay. So lobsters aren't fish either. Mm, well, they oh, they can swim in reverse. They hit the... the, the what about um, what about sea jellies? Fish. Starfish? Je- aren't they jellyfish? They're, they're called well, they're jellyfish. Called, yeah, but they're called sea, sea jellies because jellies. they're not fish. They changed those. They changed <laughs> starfish too, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a sea star. Jesus Christ. That's a fish. <laughs> what about a seahorse? Fish. Oh, those are <laughs> undoubtedly fish. What do you think? It's a horse? <laughs> well, you think that a jellyfish is a fish, so yes, maybe you think a seahorse is a horse. I don't know. A, f- a jellyfish is a fish. It just makes its way around. <laughs> it's not a fish. Though, remember those big jellyfish a couple years ago? Mm-hmm. Is there anything more we need to get to, Alice? Are we all done here? I feel like mostly, mostly I sidetracked us, and then we did some of the other. Mm-hmm. But I can't. I don't. I don't. I don't really want to hear. Um, no, we hit everything actually. I would. I can't listen to the Secretary of Interior talk about systems of racism. Yeah, and, I mean, and um, and what's food apartheid? I know, but. I mean, I think this vaccine thing is interesting, like with Congress getting vaccinated, because AOC is doing it as a public service to like show people it's safe mm-hmm. and and to answer their questions and show them what it's like. Right. And that's applauded. And that's great. But then Marco Rubio does it and everybody's mad. So it's not just on Anna Navarro. It's because everybody, everybody sucks. No. Like George Takei wished he would die right. from the vaccine. George Takei said on Twitter. There are very, very few instances of known allergic reactions to the COVID-19 vaccine. But Marco Rubio has always thought of himself as one in a million, so there's still hope. Yes, George Takei is a guy who I interviewed and um, and told me that Donald Trump was a monster and should be considered a monster in history. Because what he was mm-hmm. doing to the kids at the border was equivalent to a Japanese internment. And I said, well... What do you feel about FDR? And he said, well, he thought about it for a while and he saw the FDR statue and he had forgiven him. So the guy who did the internment is not guilty of the internment. The guy who didn't <laughs> do the internment is now guilty of the internment. Trump. 
And somebody else said it, too. Somebody who I have a crush on, Alice. Yeah, Jewel State, who's from the TV show Firefly. Yes, who is a really gorgeous girl with the... Um, Snaggletooth? Snaggletooth, which Alice has, which I love. You'll just have one, right? I can't really no, see. No, I have two. I love Snaggletooth. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Jewel Kilcher, the singer, had a wonderful Snaggletooth. Mm-hmm. Well, um... Teeth. If enough people buy merchandise, I will no. be able to go get my snaggle teeth You're not touching those fixed. snaggle teeth. Yep. No, no, no. Um, so Jewel State, anyway, said, call me cray cray, but I just feel like if mm, someone Jesus. was a COVID denier who mocked people for wearing masks, they shouldn't be one of the first people to be given a vaccine. But that's just crazy me talking. I mean, do you think Marco Rubio went out and was like, yes, I really want to get this vaccine? Uh, such risk for COVID. I don't think he wanted to get. I think everyone told him he had to get it, just like they were yelling at Trump that he had to get it, yelling at Jerome Adams that Trump had to go out and get the vaccine to show people it was safe. And so he felt like he was doing what they asked Whatever him Trump to do. Trump wants to do regarding the vaccine <laughs> is what they don't want him to be able to do. Right, right. If he if he wants to go get the vaccine, he'll be jumping ahead in line when it won't even help him because he's already immune because he already had it and. Um, if he doesn't want to get the vaccine, then they'll demand that he has to go get the vaccine uh, because he has to show people that it's safe. Not that it even matters because I'm friends with lots of people that are vaccine skeptics, if mm-hmm. you will, and which I am not. But um, but I know people who are and they just think that it's fake. You know, right. they just think they're not really giving all these people the vaccine, that it's a they're giving them a fake version, not the one that they're going to give you and me. And I mean, I've seen my right wing vaccine skeptic friends say this, and I've seen people on the left say this, particularly um, on Twitter in like minority communities. They'll say, like, we don't trust doctors. They're always experimenting on minority populations. I don't trust that they're really giving it to these big, important people the, the same thing that they're going to give us. So if people aren't going to believe the vaccine is safe, then Liz Warren and Mike Pence and Biden all getting the vaccine on camera isn't going to change their mind. They're how, not going to believe that. By the way, how persona non grata is Liz Warren? <laughs> That's not the best thing about the Biden administration. Uh, I don't know did what you is... see what Jill asked Biden when he got the uh, or asked the doctor about Biden when no when he got the vaccine? No, you have the cut there. I think. Yeah, I know. I I didn't get it because I just listened. To, I was just I couldn't listen to people getting shots. But just the first few seconds, listen to. I can't play it. I can't. You can't? No, because that what I play it on is now recording. Oh. Do you, <laughs> I'm confused. Do you want that to change? <laughs> yeah. So, um, right. So, what do you want me to How do you want me to play it? Well, I just wanted to play I recorded it for you. Right, but it's not saved, is it? Yeah, it is. It is? Yeah. Biden... I think it's called Biden getting. Oh, vaccine. Biden getting vaccine. No, I can play it. Oh. Okay. Did you get the pickers bandaid? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Does he get the pickers bandaid? <laughs> I have another question for you, Alice. Mm-hmm. Establishment. I have a right to be here. You don't. Yes, I do. There's signs all over the place. Okay, you do not. That is not a law. That is not a law. Step away. Back the f*** up from me. Why are you so close? He! Leave the store now. Why? What are you going to do? Why? Why? This is all for you people. Out. Now. Why? Who do you know 
longer belong here. What? You do not belong in this room. What do you mean? What? Step away from me. Step away from me. It's a regulation. This is a public establishment. I am a customer. Privately owned? Really? So, so, okay. Suck a Suck a Merry Christmas, man. I'm out. Merry Christmas, everyone. Now, call me cray cray, <laughs> but does that seem like the kind of guy who reads books to curl up and relax with like a hot toddy in a book? Maybe he's Christmas shopping for someone else. <laughs> he seems know. very tightly wound, I would say. <laughs> and also, if he if he did, and this is my question to you listening as well out there. What book is he getting? <laughs> what is he reading in there without his mask? <laughs> what does he... It's like, is it Chicken Soup for the Soul? Is it something in the UFC? I need to know more about this fellow. <laughs> Hopefully, I assume he's been doxxed by now, so maybe we can have him on tomorrow. All right, Alice, call me Cray Cray. This has been the Burn Barrel Podcast. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod, Facebook.com slash Burn Barrel Podcast, Parlor at Burn Barrel Podcast. You can send us an email at Burn Barrel Podcast at gmail.com. You can check out our YouTube channel, Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel, where you can see videos of our podcast episodes. You can subscribe. You can like our videos, leave a comment. You can write reviews. Merch coming soon. Merch coming soon. Say la vie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.